Good evening. And on this uh, very beautiful evening, uh, of course, we welcome our guests and our visitors to the parish. And uh, uh, once again, I have to say this is a very wonderful parish. There are uh, so many wonderful things happening in, in the parish. Uh, and uh, it's because of the wonderful people who make up the parish. And you know, in this parish, uh, there is that charism, that gift of perpetual adoration, that, uh, that we can say that there is someone at prayer every hour of the day, day and night, someone in this parish is at prayer before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And I truly believe uh, that many of the blessings that we all experience in this parish and the blessings that we have in life itself is due to that great devotion of adoration of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. You know, we, we live in a very chaotic world. We live in a world of... Uh, of slander, of, of uh, where people defame one another, uh, where characters and lives are lost by accusations and, and false news and on and on and on. And then there's always that question of uh, violence throughout the world that affects all of us. And of course, Every day is a noisy day. Telephones, TV, work. We need time to be silent. And we need time to pray. And uh, when you go before our Lord here in this church, before his presence, or in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, and spend a little time in silence, spend a little time just in prayer, uh, you'll find yourself. You'll find who you are. And you'll find that you're beloved of God, that God loves you. So be good to yourself, you know? Isn't it strange you see these people running around and they're, none of them look very happy, you know? They're all jogging and and lifting weights and special diets. And, but all of that is good, but we neglect ourselves. When we neglect silence and we ne neglect prayer, when we don't pray, we're neglecting our spiritual life. Now, I'd like to suggest that you might take James, the epistle of James, and read it this week. See, one of the earliest writings of the church, and it is, you might say, a little catechism. It's, uh, you might say it's a, um, uh, a little way how we are to live as anointed ones of the, in the Holy Spirit in this world that we find ourselves. 
and you'll find it a, a very beautiful uh, reading, and it will, it will touch your heart. So you might think about that to, to read the first epistle of James, the epistle of James. Now, <clears throat> to put sort of things in context this evening in the readings that we have in the liturgy, if you remember last Sunday, the first reading was the, one of the poems of Isaiah, a poem that expressed the suffering servant of Jesus Christ. And uh, also, the second reading was from James. And then in the Gospel, we had the identification in Mark's Gospel of Christ. The question, when he asked them, who do you say that I am? And some of them said, well, you're Elijah, you're a prophet, and, and on, you're John the Baptist. And, and yet, then Peter said, you are the Christ. And our Lord said, yes. He identified himself as the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. Now this evening, we have another reading of wisdom that also points out that this servant of God must suffer. And uh, in James, we have a lesson upon the, the human heart that if it's divided, if it's full of guilt, if it's full of envy and jealousy and ambition, then there can only be chaos, only sinfulness, violence. And then we come to the gospel. And our Lord again identifies himself. The gospel tells us first that he must suffer, he must die, he must be put to death and rise again. His mission, what he was called to do. And then the second part of the gospel, he, he takes them aside because they had been talking and they were thinking perhaps uh, his kingdom would be a, a worldly kingdom. And he said, no, you know, if you want to be great, you have to be last. You have to be a servant. And then the third part of the gospel, he says something. He said, you must become like a little child. In Matthew's gospel, uh, he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And notice something else in the gospel today. It's even more explicit. He taking a child, he placed it in their midst and putting his arms around it, he said to them, whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me 
receives not me, but the one who sent me, his Father. What, what does, this is the key to both Sunday readings, to become a child. And what is he saying? He's saying, you have a father. You have a father. Have you ever seen a, a father or mother with a little child? It's beautiful to see that. The other day I saw a father in the store with his little boy up on, on his shoulders, you know, shopping, and the joy and how comfortable that little boy was, how trusting on his father's shoulders. A beautiful thing to see. Or sometimes, you know, when father and mother come up to communion and the little ones come up and they look and they watch their parents and you can see the love there and the trust. No doubt. Such a beautiful relationship of a father with his child, a mother with her child. And the child is happy and peaceful. And you know, when they see mother unhappy, they're unhappy. And sometimes they feel very guilty. They think, have I done something wrong? They love so much, and their love is so beautiful. Well, you know, in a few moments we'll say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you really believe, do we really believe that this God who created all the galaxies and wonders of the world, of the universe, galaxies beyond us, forms of life we probably cannot even comprehend, species and kinds of life, visible and invisible, that are all around us. That we say, that's my father? And yet that's our faith. And that's what Jesus is teaching us. We're children. And we're not, we are supposed to not simply love one another with a, you know, a vague thing. We're to call to serve one another. And Jesus is our model. He gave us his life. He gave his life away for us so that we can say, God is my Father. Do we really walk each day in the presence of a Father who knows us better than we know ourselves? Who knows the very hairs, the number of hairs on our head? who has loved us from all eternity, who has infinite truth and wisdom and infinite goodness and mercy, who 
who loves us and can't stop loving us, loves us so much he gave us his only begotten son. Do we really walk in his presence and trust him? Do we understand, any of us, that everything that happens to us in a day is within the loving providence of God for our good. Everything. Contradictions, that person that enters that makes us unhappy, that joy, that moment of happiness, the love we have, someone loving us, all of that is within the permissive and the direct will of God who is our Father. Wouldn't we all be more peaceful if we could get up every morning and place ourselves in the presence of God our Father and just let the day come to us and be peaceful? and to use our talents for his glory in thanksgiving and for the welfare of other people, wouldn't we be more peaceful, more content, happy? We, our values is money. Our value in society, our God, false gods of the Old Testament, we have a God, it's called money. It's called money, which then gives us so-called security. And yet it could be taken away from us in a moment. So we ought to think what it is to be a child and a heavy loving father. It's a beautiful thing. And how more peaceful we'd all be if we really sincerely said, Our Father. Our Father. Creator of heaven and earth. God bless you.